Hello, hello, hello out there. Welcome back. This is your favorite friend, Agent K. And um, I want to welcome you back to the podcast, Imperfectly Perfect, the podcast. And I want to welcome you to episode 17, where we're going to just talk. Um, I'm going to title this episode Mishmash because I couldn't really find one subject that I wanted to talk about today. I just got like a lot going through my head and I find that sometimes just talking it out is the greatest way to do so. So let me start. So I have had um Not a weekend from hell, but just a crazy couple of weeks. And when I say crazy, I mean, it got, my mishmash has gone up and down, up and down, up and down. And when I say up and down, up and down, I'm saying that I've had some good points and I've had some bad points. So, um, let's just take the subjects as, as they come. Uh, I almost got catfished this weekend. Yes, um, gentleman came and answered one of my personal ads. I was talking to him. He was telling me he loves me. He wants to marry me. And he says he was in the military. I've been through this already. So I know if you don't show me a DD-214, which is your military um, identification card, that you're not in the military. So... He was really hoping to string me along for eight months just by texting. And when I called him on his bluff this morning and said, you know, if you really, really love me as much as you do and you don't want to make me unhappy, why don't you just take a snapshot of your military ID? That's all you got to do. And he was like, well, you said you'd leave in anyway. So I blocked him. I'm not going to lie. I was playing the game with him because... Really, after day three and you're not giving me what I, well, the first day. I only spoke to him four days. But after day one, you're not, you you say I'm interrogating you when I'm trying to get to know you. I know you're hiding something. So, um, that was that. Uh, Mishmash number two. I'm currently studying for my licensing exam and um, I'm really getting very, very discouraged in studying for this exam. I'm supposed to take the exam July 8th, excuse me, January 8th and um, trying to be bold, trying to be strong, you know, I'm taking these practice exams, I'm doing it on pocket prep as well as I got the book. And I'm just like studying, 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 and I can't get past 50%. It is discouraging knowing that you went through two years of school, you are working in the field, and you can't pass a damn exam. And I've already got test phobia as it is. I have had test phobia phobia and anxiety ever since I was a little, little, little kid when they used to make us take those standardized tests. I could perform in class. You tell me to write something, I could do it. But when you tell me to take a standardized exam and right now the exams have gotten worse because now you take it on a computer. It's 
all my phobias, all my all my anxiety is like at its hilt. And the more I study and you say, okay, the more you study, you'll be fine. You know, it's going to go up. I've had people say, this is just the norm. You're going to be fine. But I'm just like, dear Lord, I can't do this. It's, it's, it's too much. And it hurts because I'm like, I can do this, but I can't pass this damn exam. And it's ridiculous. Do you realize the easy exam I could take? Driving tests. It took me three times to pass the driver's exam. The field test took me three and taking the test took me four. So, obviously I have anxiety. Obviously I have phobia. That is just like there and it's bubbling to the surface. Um, mishmash number three. The holidays are coming up. Period. Dot com. I hate the holidays. And I'm going to tell you why. Only because everybody else loves the holidays. I hate the holidays because every time there's a holiday, I'm in the house by myself. Or if I go somewhere, I feel even worse and I should have stayed in the house by myself. So I try to travel and be on the ocean somewhere when holidays come. Hence why I would go on a cruise around Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, Christmas and New Year's rather, because Christmas used to be one of my favorite holidays as a child. And as an adult, I really don't have anybody to spend it with. And I don't really put up a tree. Um, Don't do the Christmas decorations or anything like that. Because it just reminds me how lonely I really am. Ain't that horrible to say? And it's just one of those things that it's like, oh. This is crazy. Why am I feeling this way? But it's the truth. That's how I feel constantly. And it's gotten to the point where now I'm even a little shy to even walk out my door. The fact that I see couples everywhere is just like blowing my mind. So it's it's hard for me to get through Thanksgiving and Christmas and I am working on my wow my mom died in 2006 so I'm working on my 15th Thanksgiving and Christmas without her 15 and don't ask me how long is it's it's been since I had my grandmother or my father, you know, more my grandmother than my father or 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 been with my sister with Christmas. So, when I say I've been through a lot of trauma and drama and and how heartbroken I am is it it, it is not a, a a fake thing. It's it's totally real. And having 
those holidays without them, it's really hard. It's very, very hard. And I wish I didn't feel like this, that I didn't feel like an orphan all the time. But I do. And sometimes it's self-imposed. It's just how I feel. Mishmash number four. So I, in my building here in New York, we are doing a total revamp of the whole building from inside out. So they're going to be redoing the facade of the building. They're redoing the apartments and everything. So to get us as a tenants to buy in, they have decided to give us all vouchers. And this is not vouchers to move out yet, but this is a voucher to move when um, in a year. So they gave me my new lease. Oh, before I go on to that, the voucher really is for a Section 8 voucher. So I make the cut for the Section 8 voucher. And that's because they have increased their, um, the client eligibility or the leasee's eligibility from 29000 for one person to 41000 one person and I made the cut so they gave me my new lease I'm paying nearly three times the rent and I shouldn't be complaining because it's still low than market rent but in my wallet it's saying you're paying more for less let me explain so prior to this, I was rent stabilized and rent stabilized had me below a thousand dollars. Now I'm kissing eleven hundred dollars and we're look and and it's you can do the math on that, but it's like, wow, so I haven't signed the lease yet. Because I want to talk to the guy who actually wrote the lease. Now, he is away for the week because this is Thanksgiving when I'm recording this. So when I say I'm going through a mishmash, you can see all these subjects going over in my head. And there's another mishmash because now I lost count. Um, there's an opening at my agency and I'm thinking about, I already applied. I applied for the position. I will need a lot of prayer to get this position. It's not a difficult position. It's a position that I kind of did in the past for a short period of time. But I mentally was not equipped for it. And when I say I wasn't mentally equipped for it, it was... Um, a situation that I thought I was going to get more support in. 
And a lot of people said that was my fault because I decided to work for an agency that was predominantly Hispanic at the time. But I've always been the type that never looked at race as a as a deterrent, but I look at it as we're trying to do something that is positive for the community. I don't care what you are, black, white, or indifferent, straight, gay, or purple, um, as long as we're doing something for the community and helping our fellow man, that's great. So my, so I will say, um, when I say I wasn't mentally prepared for it, I mean, I wasn't mentally prepared for the bullying. I wasn't prepared for a director who basically was looking for a mini-me. And you're never going to find a mini-me. And not being able to actually do my job. So, yeah. Was I prepared for it? No. Um, am I prepared for it now? Yes. And I'm going to tell you why. Why am I prepared for it now? I am prepared for it now because I did work on me. And let me explain. When I said I did work on me, when almost 10 months into this other position that I had, I went and saw a therapist. And a year and, yeah, a year later and some change, I still see the same therapist. And he happens to be more than a therapist for me. He is a colleague because we're in the same field. He is... Someone who understands and has developed <clears throat> a relationship with me that's purely therapeutic and is able to talk me off the ledge more than times I can count. And he's helping me process a whole lot of stuff that I refuse to process. For instance, just, just to give you an idea what I'm talking about. He's helping me process the grief of 20 some odd years ago of when I lost my mom. It's been over 15 years. I know. He's helping me process the, the sexual assault from when I was 19 years old. He's helping me process who I am and where I want to be and I won't lie and I and, and this is not something I have not told him I, I told I tell him this and I say you you just don't understand how much you have helped me and I will be forever indebted to you for helping me like this and I tell him I say you you you're probably one of the closest colleagues I have who doesn't judge me and maybe because I, don't, I pay you. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, he has helped me reframe a, a lot of things that's going on in my life. 
and um and, and and in a way forgive myself for a lot of stuff and when I say stuff a lot of stuff that's going on in my life. So um I wanna thank him for that and he, he's very he's very awesome in that aspect. But um I, I'm going to talk about mental health soon uh, in my life. Uh, it's it's one of those things that, you know, we don't want to talk about. But I'm not going to lie, if it wasn't for this pandemic, the only good thing that's ever happened during this pandemic, if it wasn't for the pandemic making me realize I need help, then um, I probably would have never gotten help. But uh, like I said, this is a mishmash of things. And I don't even want to get started on the whole Rittenhouse verdict. I had to take a deep breath on that one, you know, because that verdict was expected. Not surprised. And that's all I can say on that one. I'm not surprised in the least. I knew that he was going to get off. I knew it. Even prior to them even picking a jury, I knew he was going to get off. It's okay to kill people in this America. It's okay to hurt people in this America and get away with it. Especially if you have privilege. Whew. So, thank you for joining me for these few minutes about the mishmash of my life. <laughs> I want to um, invite you to like and subscribe to this podcast, the Imperfectly Perfect Podcast, the podcast. Um, I also invite you to contact me on Twitter at L O, excuse me, at K of L D A or at Life DRM Adventure, or you can. Hit me up on this podcast's Twitter, which is Imp Perfect. That's I M P, the word perfect, and pod at the end. That's I M P Perfect Pod. And just say, I've heard you. I read you. It's all a mishmash. I would love to hear more from you. And be blessed and be well, my friends. <laughs>